Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of What the Health Just Happened, where we talk about all things healthcare, the good, the bads, the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, and everything in between. We also happen to bring on some entrepreneurs, business owners, parents, spouses, nonprofits, you name it, community advocates and leaders to talk about healthy versus unhealthy business practices, life practices, parenting tactics, you name it. Healthy or not healthy, we talk about it often. I'm your host, Eric Ross. I happen to work for 212 Benefits, who also sponsors the show. Thank you, 212 Benefits, for sponsoring What the Health Just Happened. They are your friends, advocates, friends with benefits, we like to say. Ooh, I we like that. We do all that. things benefits. For small to medium-sized businesses, Northeast Florida, State of Florida, Southeast Georgia, doesn't matter. Thank you, 212 Benefits. Today, little unique, right? I, I think we're going to hit some health care. This is a friend of mine from college. We were actually fraternity brothers. Yes. I think so. We might talk about your nickname and my nickname. I don't know if oh, that'll come up. Maybe wish you had a good one. <laughs> I didn't have a good one. doesn't matter. So what's really funny is I don't even know how to give you an intro here because it's very unique. We hadn't talked in years, right? You are a professional videographer, photographer. You got a really cool YouTube channel. You, like I, Somewhat. You, you're a professional videographer, I think, is the best way to explain what you do, right? Yeah. So Also, Trey. Yes. Grover. Yes, you know me as Trey Grover. But but you got we got to do the name thing right off the bat. So right off the bat, uh, we know each other from college years. Yes. You know me as Trey Grover, George Lowell Grover III. That's my legal name. Let's I, just I, stay at that. Okay. Okay. Now, when I went up to D.C. in roughly 2011, I was trying to get political jobs, and political people look at your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter, and so it only made sense to change my identity for getting <laughs> jobs. Of being Look, honest, I, I didn't. It, I didn't know this. So, so, full name, right? George Logan over the third, and, and and Trey is basically the third. Yep. And then you, and then you didn't change your name legally, but now it's Trey. I have like taken on this internet persona of Trey Lowell, and that is through. Obviously, if I'm trying to get a job with you, I'm going to put my legal name down. But when it comes to like my day-to-day -day interactions with most people, whether it's in person or on the internet, most people know me as Trey Lowell. I even had people show up at my wedding and were like. Wait, his name's not Lowell. I, love this. I mean, I this love is this. a true story. And and a lot of people didn't even know me as George, where they're like, I literally got a phone call from one person that was like, George Grover, who's what happened to Trey? This is to my wife. You know, you know what I mean? all, all all of this said, so so his business, we gotta acknowledge that yes. too. How how you ended up here. Sure. We talk about some fun stuff too. Politics. People love talking about politics. I right? know. Money, parenting, um, Lowell Productions. Yes. That's the company. What's the website? Uh, it's just TreyLowell.com and LowellProductions.net. Uh, Honestly, couldn't get .com, so it's cheesy. Hey. But, hey, search me on Google. I got I dominated that space. <laughs> you, 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 again, so we hadn't talked for years, yep. right? Started this this radio show, which we also repurpose as a podcast, January of 23. That's what year we're in, right? Yeah. So I had done... I don't even know six months of the show. I'm like, man, I want I want some video content, mainly for the guests, right? To sure. plug their business. They have events coming up, and you get a nugget. And then you and I are texting back and forth, and it's been a couple weeks, maybe a month. I think we've been working together now for a good five, six weeks. Okay, again, I have but no, remember, it no started with the Ooh, episode X. Episode X. Yeah, the health scare. Yeah, I think that should come up too. <sighs> Dude, I, so you're not chiming in yet. 
almost passed out in here. They had to take me to the, the ER. The first time I was filming him, too. I hadn't seen him in years. And and had, like, it's a crazy story. We had a guest here. My business partner, he's here. Jay Bose is there. I got, like, white as a ghost, lightheaded, fell in that corner over there almost. It was crazy, man. Not healthy, by the way. How it ended all. up happening out of curiosity? Not, so, so I don't mind sharing this at all. I was on blood pressure medicine for years. Okay. Not years, like two, two and a half years. Got it under control. I said, I'm coming off blood pressure medicine. Don't want to take any medications. So I was probably off it for two or three years. There was a couple weeks where I'm like, I, something's off, right? I'd felt kind of lightheaded sometimes, headaches, et cetera. So I started taking my blood pressure twice a day for a couple weeks, and it was elevated. So I couldn't get into my doctor. I could talk about this for hours, by the way. <laughs> my, my doctor wasn't available for three months to come oh, see. I'm like, woof. all I need is to recall my prescription for, for my blood pressure medicine. So I called Teladoc, which we have like through oh, our yeah. insurance. They called in a script, and I, like I had forgot the dose, and I, I requested a 20 milligram dose of this medication. I was taking a 10 milligram dose of the medication. Ooh. So I was on the med, like literally two days. I had started it the day before, right? And it usually takes 24 to 48 hours for it to kick in. Started mm. it the second day. They, I, I ran a gamut of tests, all the blood work, CT scans, like head to toe. And I, this is over months since, I guess, two months. Yeah, it's been about two day. months. Everything came back normal. The blood pressure medicine was too high of a dose. My blood pressure bottomed out. I almost passed out. So, Um, a little scary. It was, and the first time I worked with you, I feel like you felt guilty. You're like, ah, and I'm over here. I'm like, dude, don't feel guilty. You basically died in front of me for a second. I actually like where this is going already because I wanted to talk about your business. We're going to get to DC. Yeah, this is healthcare related. We had talked about this. Absolutely. Worked as a firefighter, nurse, right? Firefighter then nurse. Work in the healthcare space. You brought it up. You're like, man, we could talk about this because. What do you do as a, you know, a citizen out in the community when you see something happen like that? I was I was just shocked, and I couldn't help you, which is kind of lame that like a grown man is looking at his buddy like, uh, what do I do? What do I do? I, 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 I like <laughs> so you had you right, Joe yep. Jansen. Um, and was we, it Laura, Hume, Laura, Nolan, Laura yeah, yeah, Humana who was the was the, was the guest, Laura Nolan, and then Jay Bose. Yep. Everyone was assumed panicked, right? All I felt later was guilt. As soon as I came to, got normal, I was sitting in the ER right down the street. I'm like, I feel completely fine. So then I'm texting everyone like, I'm so sorry. I'm like mortified that yeah. these people come out. But what I didn't realize is that on the other side, everyone was like concerned and scared for my safety and well-being. Yeah, what was interesting and like you, I, don't, I think most people don't find themselves in situations like that, whether it's on your end or even my end where you're, where you're witnessing in that. And I think the... The thing that was just scary was like you definitely were very intent on being like, no, I'm going to finish this podcast out while the other four people in the room are looking at you and just like, no, Dude. you have to go to the doctor. Okay. <laughs> it's a radio show, not a podcast. I'm kidding. Yeah, I love yeah. doing well, that. Yeah, yeah, I love saying that to everybody. It's a radio show that we repurpose as a podcast. I do listen to it on what? Seven o'clock uh, Saturdays? 7 p.m.'s 104.5 WOKV. Um, I like to give them a plug once in a while too. Cox mm-hmm. Media Group, but- Back to that. So, so a citizen, and then I just want to talk about you. Sure. Even though I'll talk about the story all day. You can't give no clinician or anyone like you can't give medical advice. But the most basic thing I I think anyone should know, like when you're 14 years old, you should go to get CPR certified. It's so Hmm. it's so simple. Never thought about that. So inexpensive. Babysitters are getting like almost required to do it. Then you have what's called BLS, basic life support. Okay. Excuse me which part of it is training for CPR, but they teach you what's called the ABCs, airway, breathing, circulation. 
This right. is good because this is healthcare relevant versus just- I'm learning something. ABCs, <laughs> airway, breathing, circulation. So the same thing, I, if you're a, a medic in a fire department and you show up on the scene, the, the first three things immediately, if someone's unconscious, ABCs, ABCs. is their airway open? So think about it. If you can't breathe, if you're if you're slumped down, a lot of people talk about you swallowing your tongue, which is very oh, yeah. unlikely, but your, your head can sit a certain way where it blocks your airway. Sure. You could have food. So immediately you open the airway. Okay. There's a way to do that. Are they breathing? So if you walk up and you can you can see them breathing, clearly their airways open. Okay. And they're breathing. But you got to check their pulse because they can be breathing and still have like no pulse. Feel your pulse on your wrist right there. Can you feel it? I can. So so feel your pulse up here on your carotid artery. Oh, That's I really feel stronger, it there. Right, your heart's here shooting hard. Yeah. Shooting. How are we talking about this, dude? I did not. I don't know, but I'm learning something. I don't care. Airway breathing circulation. So if you go up and you feel someone's pulse and it's it's barely there, yeah, you're having some circulation issues. You feel it up here and there's no pulse. You got to start CPR. You, you want to know what's crazy about that day? And since I filmed it um, and I got to see the footage of it, I have an angle of where you're literally checking. I can see you during the radio checking show checking your pulse. Yeah. So my concerns, and I, like I was feeling possible heart palpitations my heart rate had spiked mm -hmm. right when you're typically when your blood pressure lowers your heart rate goes up okay that's a whole different conversation so, <laughs> but back forget all that i was clearly breathing right yep my airway was fine i had a heartbeat and then you start running through a gamut of other stuff typically if i'm looking at something like that i'm immediately thinking like this this human's blood sugar is dropping so then the next thing it's like are you a diabetic is gotcha. your blood sugar lower high? that's we got to get off this topic man yeah, but here's the thing. That's important stuff, whether it's me or someone that's listening to this. Like like I said, you were the most professional and most certified for this situation, yet you were the victim of what was going on and had four people kind of being like, uh. I mean, obviously we did the right thing. We took you where you needed. Everything worked out. What but just in the moment. It what was, was I saying the whole time? No. No, don't take me to the Yeah. Yard. No. Let me finish it. Like, yeah. And then eventually it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not. Is that I'm a very man thing? That is you, a 100% a dude thing. Yeah. I feel like I'd do the same. I mean, like, honestly, because my thought was when you were saying sorry is I'm like, crud, I'd be saying the same thing to these people. Like, I'm sorry, guys, you came here I, for this. Like, <laughs> And again, here's a going back to, to a man thing. I think it's, it was almost a blessing and a curse. I had some, like, not serious health issues, but there was some stuff going on that I clearly had to get dialed in. The blood pressure is one of them. Why is my blood pressure up? Well, dear Lord, I've been eating like crap for six months, oh. right? Um not saying I drink alcohol, but dear Lord, I'm drinking a lot of alcohol for the last... No, guilty. Yeah. Guilty. guilty. Talk about that, too. Yeah, man. Dude, but, but no, I mean, again, let me give you a manly story, too. I'm yeah. actually going to call... This is a buddy of ours. His name's Brandon. I'm going to make him listen to this episode now. This is last week, and I'll show you the video after the show. Did he step up? Dude, he 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 had a, a ladder on the side of his roof. He's like the he's like manly man. Like, okay. grills meat. Sure, yeah. Works with his hands. Like, he's a man, yeah. right? Yeah. I love you, Brandon. Do that. I'm, I'm showing you this video. Yeah. He had the ladder up, and as soon as he sent it, I could see the ladder's like, oh, dear Lord, that's not a good ladder angle. He has it on his ring. Ladder kicks out. He had a leaf blower. He was on the roof, leaf blowing his roof. No way. In the video, falls off the top and hits the ground with a, like a huge leaf blower on. It's, it's nuts. He's so lucky he's okay. So it happened, I think, I think it was Saturday. All right. Sunday, he texts me a picture of his arm. He's like, hey, man, I think my arm's messed up. Oh. It's like triple the size of his other arm. <laughs> and again, that's just... A, Doesn't want to go to the doctor? Correct. Like, 
Correct. Total man. Exactly. I mean, honestly, (laughs) he came over and I, and I, you know, like we splinted it and immediately I'm like, your arm is broken. There's no question. What's crazy is the next day, the pain was even worse. It's more swollen. He had an infection. So he he had like a small wounds. Now really being a man. Well, it got to the point. And again, it, it got to that point where it's like, I have to seek care for this. And if you didn't, 24 more hours, that infection can get way worse. Could you lose your arm? Wait, you could. It also oh could spread everywhere. And that's that's complex. Turns out his arm's also broken, by the way. Oh, geez. I can't do that, by the way. I can't well, yeah, I mean, be, being it, going the whole man approach and being a tough guy sometimes can kick you in the you-know-what, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, in, in, and again, the whole, I don't even know how do you talk about it, too, because we talked we talk about parenting before the show started. Sure. Be, like, be, being a man. What, yeah. What, what's... What's right? What's wrong? I well, I think I've when got, it comes to like kids, serious I've got a daughter now, yeah. Well, I think when it comes to like serious health stuff, I think the man card is maybe where you kind of put it aside. But if we're talking like, for instance, my son busted his nose the other day at school. He's in kindergarten, and we get the phone call, and of course, you know, they're telling us he, he has a bloody nose, his head hurts, yada yada. And like the man side of me is like all right, bud, like, let's clean it up, go back to school. Um, Of course, the, like, lady at the school is like, do you want to come see him? So mom drives up, sees him. I say all this to say he ended up doing the man thing. He actually went to school and finished it out, and it made me really proud. So I say in certain situations, I think taking the man being tough is a really valuable thing. Um, I just think that so many people think that now, like, if you do that, you're trying to, like, oh, I'm just trying to be this macho person. And it's like, no, but I need to be a strong individual. And there are certain cases where I think you take a step back and there are certain cases where you put your head down yep. and you move forward. Yep, I, and, and I love that. We This is not even a little bit how I thought this conversation was. No, not at all. Which is, which is <laughs> hysterical. It, it, we've already said, a man, be a man, be all that nonsense. Which and, I am trying to raise men. I mean, because I've got two boys, you've got two boys. Do you have right? any daughters? I have one daughter. Is she... So I've got five and a half year old son. I've got a two and a half year old son and I've got a 16 month old daughter. Okay. So you're, you're about two years, two and a half years behind Behind you. Eight, just turned seven and and just turned five, two boys and a girl, which is great. Sure. And I love that you said that. Like I'll acknowledge that I'm, I'm trying to raise and they're, they're still boys, right? I'm trying to raise men. And actually, sorry to cut you off. When I say men, gentlemen. Oh, I love that. Because there is a a man whose conduct proceeds from goodwill and acute. Dude, I had a buddy in D.C. when I worked up there. His business card said distinguished gentleman or like true gentleman. It was like his name and it was like him. It wasn't a photo of him, but it was like this icon of a guy in a suit and tie. And like I think that I wouldn't say suit and tie, but that the true gentleman is what I'm trying to raise with these boys. We got to rein this in because this is not like man, man. It's like. Let's raise some gentlemen. Yeah, someone Let's that'll open the door for a woman or, you know, like there's plenty of things. It's funny, like if I ever hang out with my— healthy. It hit me. I'm saying true gentlemen. Oh, absolutely the healthy. Healthiest. The healthiest, I think. I think so because that person is willing to step up when things might escalate but also is willing to take a step back when like they kind of know their place. Um, I, need to, I need to throw something else in there too because my daughter's five now. Of three children— Guess who the toughest is? Without question. Your daughter. Not even a question. Yeah. Between me and my wife, guess who's the toughest? Your wife. A hundred percent. It's not even debatable. Like, I hate to admit it, but it's it's not even debatable. I think that is very easy for you and I to see and understand because we're married men. 
I think before you get married and before you start having kids and stuff like that, you might have a little bit of a different look at women. But once you start getting like, I'm married, I'm now having kids, there's a different side of women that I think you start to see that you go, oh, crap, as a man, I could never do what that person's doing. Yes. And they technically could do just about everything we can. You know, obviously we could debate some of the physical stuff, but I'm just talking like mentally with kids, just the patience level, dude. Oh, my gosh. We All right. Let's. Here's a thought. I want to come back to this too. If you're, are you going to sit here the rest of the time? Well, I think the best talk, the best part about us talking about kids is it can lead into my business because my business is what supports my family and my kids. And I know that's one thing that we're here to talk about. I love, I love that you brought that up, right? Why, why do most of us work? It is to support our families. And this is any, wherever you are, maybe it's yourself and whatever stage of life you're in. So, so your business specifically, Trey, you, you were born and raised in Tallahassee, right? Born in Pensacola, raised in Tallahassee. So I have a very redneck side to my family. Which I, mean, I, I love it. Some, I got some I redneck love it. in me too. I, I love really it. do. Um, <laughs> moved to Jacksonville to go to UNF. Yep. Right? What year was that? 2004, stayed till 2010. 2004 to 10. What did you study at UNF? So Business what? management. Yes. I, got, I always say it every time. Business management and uh, administration. Okay. So, so at that age, this is what I like too is like, what did you think you were going to do when you grew up? I thought I was going to own a firehouse subs. I had spent. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, dude. I hold had on, spent. Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> didn't think that was the like, answer. Was gonna be like, I wanna... Dude, I wanted to own a chain of firehouse subs. Um, I grew up in Tallahassee and my first job ever. <laughs> my dad dropped me off at a firehouse subs. Walk in there, get a job. Little did I know he knew the owner, but he wanted you know to they make. Were founded in Jacksonville, by the way. I do, and I—I yeah. I mean, dude, oh, I don't want to go too down or too far down the firehouse wormhole, but I worked there for nine years, I've on and off. Those? Yeah, I managed one, and oh, I say managed like shift lead yeah, yeah. and stuff. But yeah, throughout college, I did a little little bit. But you asked me the question of what I thought I was going to do, dude. I, in a fantasy world, I thought for some reason I was going to graduate college, and my parents knew that I wanted to own a firehouse. I thought they were just going to. Okay, we're going to help. It's a firehouse. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. very dumb. Hello, very reality. stupid. Uh, Hello, ex- real world. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm willing to admit that. But yeah, I thought I was going to own a chain of firehouse subs. Okay, and then so, so studied business management, right? Business management administration. And when I wasn't working at firehouse, I either was bartending at Don Pablo's, which was great Don, that's a experience. Great, great college job, right? Oh, my God. The good money, job. people skills, yep. the whole sh- uh, shebang. And then I also... Started my own mobile auto detailing business oh, in college. Yes. Yeah, dude. And I like for dude, Nick. Nick was talking about that recently. We're he was my best. Dropping, he was my best customer. Friends of ours from college. Dude. This is crazy. We're having a little and, flashback here. And but. so I did that. I paid my bills off of detailing cars for like two years in college. Like straight up. That's all I did. Pull up to your house. Yeah. Give me a water hose. I got everything else. So entrepreneur. By yeah, the way. yeah. Entrepreneur. I was gonna say like it's always been in my brain that like I was gonna work or own a business or like operate one in some capacity and that also i probably should give a disclaimer everyone in my family owns a business my sister and my aunt and uncle are the only ones that don't own a business okay and i'm talking grandparents aunts uncles like when you go to a wet i just was at a wedding last weekend every single person there dancing on that dance floor is a business owner i love that man it's I very rare. And we, we wasted so much time talking about being tough or not it's tough okay. or avoiding the doctor in the, the X episode. Being I'm like tough, though, could be a part of your business. Like, being in business is tough. It's, like, it's there is, hard. Bro. It's a grind. Bro. It's not easy. It's exhausting. It's, you know. Okay. We'll get there. So, sure. Because so, I want to get through this story before the commercial break. What year did you end up in um, Tallah- or D.C.? 
So graduated from college, 2010, farted around for about a year and a half. Had That's medical terminology for yeah. like went from place to place. <laughs> Farting around is a medical term. Uh, had a, a, a job, was doing just fine or whatnot, but like I said, kind of goofing around and had an uncle approach me about coming to D.C. And I'll try to wrap it up quick, but in a nutshell, when I was in high school, I was United States uh, Senate page where you actually, your junior year of high school, you go up to Washington, D.C. and you work on the Senate floor. And so little did I know, like something that I, my parents basically forced me to do in high school would then like come back into play later in my life when basically I moved to D.C. in 2011. So 2011, when you went to D.C., what, what are you going there? Like, you have no idea? Or no, like so I was approached by my uncle, and he was like, you need to get out of Jacksonville, and you should just get an internship. Like, I work at the Heritage Foundation. You should come here, give it a swing. And so I did that, and, like, dude, 26 years old, making him a minim, minimum wage, being an intern at the Heritage Foundation was pretty embarrassing. Now, like, when I look back at it, dude. It's the greatest I thing would, ever. Greatest thing ever, surrounded by suit and tie, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, all the people that were, like, I went from being around a bunch of bros to then being in a group of, like, type A people, like, serious, buttoned up. Yep. And it just— Successful. It was exactly what I needed because I, I think I had always had potential, but, like, I needed to be around the right people to, like— take it to the what next are you level saying you're around like the wrong people in college or something i just I'm, think I'm, that, that's another i joke. just I like fun was more of a priority i needed to be taken away from yeah. fun and put into yeah. seriousness and that's exactly what in 2011 i chose to do pretty much okay so we got a couple of minutes left here ended up in dc 26 years old minimum wage internship you feel like it was wrong but it was great why and then like it's gonna be hard to hit this in no minutes, i can totally but. hit it and uh so okay of course I am, like, confused what the heck's going on. Like, I don't know my senator. I don't know any of these congressmen. I have been thrown into the Epic Center. If this anyone listening to this radio show knows the Heritage Foundation, they are yeah. they are at the pinnacle of the conservative movement. And so, yeah, I go there. Um, they teach you how to eat five-course dinners. Like, I mean, dude, they, they were preparing you for your next job. And they helped me after interning with them for nine months – they helped me get my first job at a group called Freedom Works as a press assistant. And then from there is just like when the trajectory of everything that has to do with Washington started. Like the story kind of started with the internship. But once I got my first full-time job, it was like game on like Donkey Kong. Um, and was the, the first job doing vid video stuff, no, photography stuff? dude, I was like, a was press assistant. Job? We're going to have to hit – I, I promise you I want to talk about this coming in the second half too. So what was the first job after the internship? Press assistant at press Freedom assistant. Works. You want to hear what's funny? What does that mean? Like, what is a press I, assistant? Basically, uh, you're writing press releases. If uh, Freedom Works, 501c3, 501c4 nonprofit, uh, but they could also do some political stuff. Well, when things are going on on the Hill, these types of groups are, like, judging how congressmen are voting. They're giving them grades. And a lot of times, like, if something breaks on the Hill, then that particular institution, whether it's Heritage, whether it's Freedom Works, whether it's CEI, all these different groups, they're kind of, like, putting out their stance on an issue. So it was my job all of a sudden to, like, hit, hit to the computer and give stances and stuff like that. And I was horrible at it. And bad. Okay, bad. Bad. Again, 104.5 WOKV um, radio show first. It'll be on the podcast. Coming out of the commercial break, let's hit some more DC because I want to dive into politics, which people are like sure. comfortable to talk about. First half was interesting. Yeah. I didn't expect that. No, not scripted. Stuff, anyways. <laughs> 
So, so Trey with Lowell Productions, right? Yes, sir. Not Lowell. 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 Um, Trey, I appreciate you joining me. That's what the health just happened. Every day I'm hustling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second half of What the Hell Just Happened. If you missed the first half, the good news is this will be posted on podcast. Trey, you're going to help me with this stuff, right? Absolutely. I'm going to be promoting my app. I, I don't even know, man. I'm kidding. Available via podcast. The show airs on 104.5 WOKB. Thank you, Cox Media. So, Trey, I, again, I want to say Grover, but I can't. Now it's, now it's the, the alter ego. Dude, the alter ego is working because... It literally, that's what everyone knows me as. And in a weird way, we've been talking about politics. Gosh forbid one day I run for politi- or like for political office. This could help me. You want to know why? Because it'd be like chameleon. No one would know exactly Ooh, who I am. That's right. Or like a ninja. That'd that be, was sorry. Yeah, no, I, I kind of like dad ninja. Jokes. I, gotta I know. It's like we got to roll me back in. We got to reel, <laughs> reel me back in. It's a problem. So first half, again, all over the place, we shared a story about a, kind of a health scare that I had on the radio show the first time that Trey was recording in here. Oh, yeah. We talked about... Uh, the, you know, being a man or being tough, which again, we acknowledge also that women are tougher than men. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. My daughter, actually. A little bit about parenting. We started to transition into your journey to DC, a little bit about politics. So, so where we left off again, podcast, it'll run straight through sure. radio. There's a commercial break. So you did the internship after leaving Jacksonville, true entrepreneur. Yep. Minimum wage, doing this internship, kind of humbling, but you're surrounded by, um, you know, Yale, Harvard, Brown University graduates doing this stuff. And then you go to your first job as press secretary assistant or what was it? Press assistant. Press assistant. Okay. Yeah. So, so catch up there. Yeah. So like for those that maybe are just jumping in, uh, in a nutshell, 2011, I left Jacksonville to go up to Washington DC for an internship with the Heritage Foundation that lasted a lot longer than most people actually ended up there for nine months. And that turned into my press assistant job at FreedomWorks. Um, for any of those wondering, both of those groups are 501c3 and c4s. Depends. Heritage Action is their c4. I say all this to say, um, I get this press assistant job, and I swear I only got it because when I interviewed, the her name was Jackie, and okay. we just hit it off. Like I don't know if you've ever had an interview where you just really hit it off with the yeah, people. Yeah, right now with you, man. Well. I'm maybe maybe it's just me. Years. Maybe it's me. Sorry, I don't know. Sorry. Uh, you and Jackie are but just. But we hit it off and like, so I get this job that I probably wasn't qualified for. I think she just knew, bottom line, I could probably train someone. I like this person. I can be around them. Because little did I know, this wasn't like a 40-hour-a-week job. It was more like, yeah, you, you, we're paying you full-time, but we expect you to be here like 55, 60 hours, which was awesome <clears throat> because uh, if. Single at the time or. Single. your current wife. Single. Yeah. Current and wife. You've only had one wife, by the way. I shouldn't say I've been married wife, now for eight years. Yeah, eight years. Okay, but so single at the time. Single at the time. 60 hours. Uh, yeah, and so press assistant, like I said earlier, it's just basically you're doing rapid response to a lot of stuff that's going on in the political field, whether it's on Congress, whether it's the House or the Senate. A lot of these groups have to take positions, and they like to push it out to their networks as fastly as possible. So when you're the press assistant, a lot of times you're, you're in charge of just quickly mocking some stuff up. You then send it to the press secretary or comms director. They pretty much expect it to come almost done. It never happened when I did it. <laughs> oh, you were like, hey, we Bro, want this done in an hour. Yours well, is like six hours later. Not only that, like 
I was your typical like Florida bro. Like I hadn't even had much experience on computers. I mean, I, I could barely even type without looking at the keyboard. You you had so, like again, let's call like, it what it is. That, you, you had washed cars. You started your own dude. I was a hands-on so guy. You wanted to own it, your own firehouse. If you missed the first half, yeah. again, listen to it. Like you, <laughs> that's that's just reality. So now you're thrown into this, dude. I got a similar story in my journey in entrepreneurship, yeah. but I love this. So, so now, yeah, it's just like. I, I'm, I'm able to get by, whatever. I ha actually held that position for about a year and a half. And then that's when things actually like we, you know, you've introduced me as this video guy, but we haven't even discussed video yet yeah, up no. until this point. And so I, I carried that job as a press assistant for like a year and a half. Like I said, we all got along. I, I started to pick up the trade a little bit over time, you know, and I was, I was definitely like listening to my boss and taking what she was teaching me and implementing it so that I could get better at what I was doing. But long story short, we fast forward a year and a half and we used to put on these mega events, okay? With like, like how many people? 20,000 people, 30,000 people. We're yeah, talking Glenn mega. Beck, we're talking Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, presidential candidates, Senate oh, candidates. Geez. Yeah, big, okay. big events, yeah. okay? And so not like this event I'm going to in downtown Jacksonville with like 150 Probably people. not. Okay, got it. But, got it. Uh, but like you, these are 20, 30 million dollar a year groups easily. I yeah. mean, Heritage Foundation is probably like 100 million dollars a year. Yeah. Point being is uh, the turning point and everything happened where we were put on this big event and I slipped up and allowed someone from an opposition group to get into the event. So like, let's say I was with Freedom Works, so probably more right-leaning, liber libertarian-leaning, yep. okay? Yeah. Ideally, you don't want a bunch of left-leaning people at your event because they're just going to disrupt. Well, I made a mistake, allowed someone to come, come in. You work in security? Or no, no, no. Okay. I'm like, sorry, I should probably clarify. As a press assistant, you're also taking a lot of emails of people being like, I want to come to your event. Can I get media access? Can I have access to Senator Paul? Can I have access to Senator Cruz? And it's me as the middleman to kind of be like, okay, this person is legit. Now I go to my comms director. Um, I say this story to say... That was like my biggest slip up and I let someone in or through my doing, someone got in that shouldn't have been there, made a video about the event and I was put on the chopping block. Well, I go to basically get fired and there was an accountant at FreedomWorks at the time that was like, hey, look, we really like him. He really vibes with everybody. He has – This is a Florida term, by the way, total, not a D.C. term. Yeah, no. It's it, Florida, bro. It's didn't fit advised. into D.C. that it. much. And it was there for a decade. <laughs> but uh, I ended up – like this guy just totally saying my praises, like just give him another chance. Now, I hadn't talked about this, but one other role as press assistant is I worked with the video team hand in hand. I booked a lot of the interviews for our talents and stuff, so I had to work with the video team. Well, um, when I was put on that chopping block, this guy said, the video team really likes him. Don't fire him. Just let him go over there. And hey, that's, that's about being a, a healthy human, right? Yeah. About being a <clears throat> connectable, sure. kind, compact, like I versus think, other people they probably worked with that were just complete a-holes, <laughs> I would guess. This is I DC think he, specifically. I think he just looked at it as like, this kid's talented. He's just in the – you got him doing the wrong thing. Okay. You know, it's like you got a five foot five guy playing basketball. Round, round you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And so that's when the whole transition started to me going over to the video team. Um, at this point, I am just booking interviews. I am the lowest person on the totem pole. I am like, you know, changing memory cards, charging batteries, watching the other video guys do whatever, which is fine. I was, I was into it. But bro, every night I would go home and I would watch YouTube. Bro is also. A I know I gotta stop saying bro. Okay. I'm a I grown love, man. Listen, we are. I, who we are. But you are my fraternity, bro. 
you want to talk about nicknames? Yeah, well, no, we we're not going to do that. We're talking professional stuff here. <laughs> oh, sorry, okay. So, what was the totem ball? So, every night you're going home, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Every night, dude. Study. Watching how to learn to edit, how to learn to shoot. And I probably did that for like two years. And the goal was to learn the skill sets at night and then go implement them during the day. Because when I would go into work, I'd have access to cameras and stuff. But like, if you don't know what you're doing, then the cameras are useless. But if you can pick up what you need to know, then you can start. So I started getting access to cameras, things of that nature. I'll just fast forward it. About eight months later, I got promoted in that department. But then a year and a half later, I'm running the department. And I mean, everyone that was there. How many people? There was four. So it's so like a videographer, photography team. Like, yeah, yeah, you're talking about your director of photography. You're talking about like an editor, a producer, and then like a low guy on the totem pole, which I was that guy all of like a year and a half is, prior to this that. This is in, just again, reminder, Washington, D.C. Yeah. I, I look, I love Jacksonville, Florida. And we're going to talk about how you came back, why you love it here, difference between Florida and there. This is not a small area. Dude, so, I the Freedom Works was at 400 North Capitol Street, which I don't know if you guys know what that is, but that's the same building Fox News is in. All right. I went to the seventh floor. I didn't know that. Fox News is on the fourth and I think maybe even eighth. They might probably even own more of the building. So like I was in the epicenter of anything these your listeners are probably listening to that are into politics. Like his listeners. For his sure. listeners. Mark, absolutely. Mark. Mark, Mark I listen to Mark. That, yeah. But like, dude, I was in it. I mean, you could go up to the rooftop, you could see the Capitol. When I tell you you could see the Capitol, it was like whoa, I feel like I could hit this with a tennis ball. Yeah. So any any presidential candidates, senators, any TV personalities that you guys are seeing, <laughs> I was in elevators with them all yep. the time. So uh, all that to be said, start picking up the video stuff, um, end up running the department. Here's one thing that really was, I, I don't know why I did it, but it was just like I always wanted to make my case why, like, why I should be existing and why I should have that particular title or job or even pay is that I started crunching the numbers on like how I was bringing a lot of the video work that they were outsourcing to other people. ROI. I started bringing it in-house and I started basically coming up with the numbers of like, hey, now that I'm here, before these other guys that are all now gone and I'm in charge, uh, look, we're saving you guys like 50 grand a year, X, Y, Z here, X, Y, Z there. Yep. Um, healthy, by the yeah, way. Healthy. Yeah, healthy. Um, I did... M- I didn't mention one thing, and this this is a huge portion of the story, is that I had a um, a lady by the name of Ellen Wheeler who was like— Shout out, Ellen. Dude. Wait, good shout out or bad shout oh, out? Oh, like my work mom. Oh, Ellen. Bro. Shout out, Ellen. Oh, Bro, I mean, I'm almost getting teary-eyed talk about I her because— it, Like, he's got—this is good. This lady, like, she, uh, she did TV for years, and then she would just volunteer her time at FreedomWorks. And so when I got— uh, the job of being the head of the video department, dude, I was in way over my, my head, you know, but this lady, she just empowered the living snot out of me. It was like everything I did. She's, we're going to do it. Her main thing or her goal with everyone was do it. Just do one thing better every time, every time. And eventually Trey, you'll, that's what she would tell me every time. It was like, this lady's not lying, man. A few years go down the road. And it's like, all of a sudden I fast forwarded too far, but to that story, I had a key figure that came into play that also helped me simultaneously as all this stuff was going on with video is that Ellen was there to be like my backbone and my support while I was learning and doing all these videos for FreedomWorks. And I haven't really touched on too much, but I was traveling all around the country documenting what FreedomWorks was doing. What so, areas of the country, by the way? I don't want to lose track dude, of that Dude, so I've been to Jackson. Here, I, I was telling you this earlier, dude. I accepted an award 
Uh, this was after running the video department for a few years in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, at a big donor event in front of Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, Senator Rand Paul. Um, I had one employee of the year, so I've been to Jackson Hole. I've been out to California. Uh, I don't think you would be aware of this, but I've been to Mississippi. There was a Thad Cochran, uh, Chris McDaniels race. Bro, I've, when I tell I you— I you said I wouldn't be aware of Mississippi. I'm like— No, 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 no. no. There were, I, I traveled to all these like places it. for political races and campaigns. So I've been to Arizona. I've been to California. I've been to Colorado. I've been to Florida, Louisiana. I mean, everywhere, dude. My Again, I'm not—I love this show, but the one the hardest part about filming the radio show is— is, is Oh, we're in a time crunch. Time. Yeah. Right. And again, that's why we had talked about we might build a studio on the side to have guests come back on just to, to continue. Dude, you got a little emotional there. I, Which well, I, the, I, the I, re- I like that. That's, I'm the same human. I get compassionate and fired up and excited because that I think that person might have changed your life. Dude. Like investing in you and in, 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 in pushing you in, in a good way. Not, not oh, like yeah. you, you're terrible. Like that, that person, what was her name? Her name was Ellen Wheeler. Ellen Wheeler. Like Ellen Wheeler to me might have been the rocket fuel to to you today or one one of one of certain people that like put you on that trajectory outside of i'm assuming parents wife children right i, I just yeah i mean i would say <clears throat> i credit her but like dude if you start looking around in your life even your life my life there are people doing that all around us i mean that that's the one thing i think i've, I've gotten older and why i like to give her praise is that like she's not the only one there were you know i met my parents my uncle we haven't even Love talked mom every yeah, mom, mom are you kidding yeah. me you know, and then like we haven't even talked about wives yet too much, but like there are people that are helping me get to where I want to get. Like it's not just me. You know what I mean? And so like Ellen, huge factor. I had a couple of buddies that were big factors that helped me out and and my uncle. I, I didn't mention this, but my uncle was up in D.C. while I was there. Uncle's the one who helped you get the internship. He right? was. Yeah. yeah. So you and, I, and I lived with him for a little while. And like he he was kind of like my rock because, you know, not having family up there and stuff like that. He was just like, dude, when you come here, he's like, everyone's going to try to get you to go in this direction or this direction. And he goes, also, nephew, he's like, the people that do the most work get the least credit in this town. So get ready. If you ever do anything great, you won't get credit for it. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. What's your uncle's name? Trip Baird. Trip. So to me, that's that's some of the greatest. These are just great nuggets, I think, in life in general. Sure. So DC to me. I couldn't, I couldn't, I could visit there maybe. I couldn't last three months there. Dude, I used to metro into work every day. I would oh, walk out of my apartment. And I mean, dude, we grew up in Florida. Metro, yeah. I like. Like some, <laughs> a little bit redneck Florida. Yeah, I got some South Florida. Like, I got some Indiana in me, but. I remember calling right. my parents and being like, I'm getting on the metro, you know, and then I'm going to get to the metro. I'm going to get off at Union Station and at Union Station. Then we're going to, you know, walk across the street and all this stuff. Let me go back crazy. To, to your uncle again real quick too. Because he, what did he say? Like, you're going to do in this town in general, but maybe you specifically, anyone, like you're going to do the majority of the work and you're not going to get any credit for it. Yeah. I think that's a good lesson in life. Sometimes. It is. <laughs> I actually got hit with that really hard. And this is, this was in 2020. Dude, I had, I created this award-winning documentary. All right. What was it called? It was just called uh, 3D print. It was a, it was a, I watched it by the way. I know what it is. It's 3D printers. And I forget the name of it. Actually, it's a, it's a bad thing to remember, but uh, it's all about 3D printed guns. And like, you can't say guns on the radio. We can't? I'm just kidding. But in a nutshell, oh, learning this lesson the hard way, like I worked for a production company at that point, and I went and filmed that documentary single-handedly by myself. I spent like four months editing it by myself. 
But you know who owns that? You know who got the award and walked up on stage? Somebody. And hey, I am bitter. I will for always be oh, bitter yeah, about that. Go. Yeah. No, I, I pointed right at my camera. Right, Michael I'm Jordan. Kidding. You remember Michael Jordan literally hated on one of his like high school or college where oh, it was geez. like, and I only say that because I had put so much time, blood, sweat, tears into this project. But and you I learned no the hard way. I did. I got my name as like editor or whatnot. But like, dude, my like holy grail was to go up on that stage in Vegas, accept that award and and thank the people that paid me to do it, but at least get so, some credit for it. Little did, did I know, I watched the video of the person I wasn't thrilled about accepting it. And it was like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm going to hold oh, a grudge forever. Boy. And grudges are bad. Is, don't hold grudges. That's I know. This, this is, Trey, I knew this would happen. <laughs> I had no idea how this conversation was going to go. I will say the first 10 to 15 minutes, we wasted a lot of it telling about episode X, which is when I almost passed out. This but we talked about family. We all talked about our wives being men. Look, I, I oh, love oh, all this oh, stuff. Oh, which, oh, 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 really? Tim the Tool so Man Taylor, man. Delete <laughs> this scene. Somebody edit this out of it. But again, the, the DC stuff, which, which, so you come back to Jacksonville now, right? You, we can't even dive into this because I, I, we got to do. Do you want really, me to sum it up quickly how I got yes, here? Yes, we have to do terrible dad jokes, oh. right? And then healthy or not healthy. Okay. I think I have a couple of those. Well, you want me if to we just... don't get to those, we don't get to those. So all this DT, DC stuff, which is incredible. Sure. What year did you come back to Jacksonville? I came back to Jacksonville in 20, the end of 2021. So I okay, was up so in D, dude, I did in COVID. The, during, in, you're in DC in COVID. That's right? why I left. So, so Florida, who, who again, I, I, I will debate politics all day if people want to, because it's fun for me just to pick another side. I love the state of Florida. I love it here. I'm never leaving. I'll visit anywhere. I will go yeah. anywhere in the world. I love to travel, but I love this state for a variety of reasons. A huge one recently, again, talk about it or not, how COVID was handled here versus other areas. So you left your world at the time, right? Mm -hmm. And you were married. Do you have kids? Yeah, you, you're yeah, married, uh, owned owned a townhome, uh, Alexandria, Virginia, three miles up the road from the Pentagon, like pretty much not in the city, but for what most people would think, I'm in the city. Um, and yeah, we did the whole COVID thing. <sighs> Dude. And that was... Dude, that was... was that Was that what led you to knowing deep down your entire life, I want to be an entrepreneur. Like, when did you start the company? Which, by Oh, the way, my company? Yes. Oh, man, I, I went down the whole black black hole because, like, you know, I mentioned working for FreedomWorks. Well, when I – I didn't – how do I phrase this? When I left FreedomWorks, I was on a retainer with them to still do video projects for them. So I leave FreedomWorks, all right, and I start my own thing. Because you, you, you just asked, like, when yeah, did no. I ever start my own thing? So uh, I did Freedom Works, and I ran that video department for, like, let's say three or four years. And we were on such good terms there that I was able to negotiate a retainer. Check this out. I was able to have an office in Freedom Works, get paid a monthly retainer, and only have to be there, like, two days out of the week. Sounds like a salesman and th also, dude, by the way. <laughs> this monthly retainer was honestly basically what I was making with them. Yeah. So I did that, and that opened up the window of opportunity for me to start the production company. Which, which was Lowell Productions, okay? This is this is roughly like, let's All say... circling back yeah, to... This is like 2017, 2016-ish, okay? Okay. That was the first time I ever started a video production business, Lowell Productions. And I did it for one full year. And then I got appro approached by someone that was like, what do we have to pay you to come run my video department? And at this time, um, I was on a trajectory to make like about $100,000. So in my head, I'm like, 
you got to pay me at least 100k or more or right, i'm not i made it i mean well, it's got to be six but you, you know but in your head like yeah. especially make like not taking a paycheck earning it like on your own own like yeah. this isn't steady this is like 5000 here 10000 there whatever so dude i get on the phone with these guys and at the time it was a group called um conservative review television crtv which is now the blaze glenn blacks network yep. okay yep. and dude they're like what do you need to get paid and i i'm not going to say the number well, but got- i Audacious and number. Not only did they say yes, they then gave me $20,000 more for health insurance. So what? my global productions, my business that I had just started to yeah. establish, no, nah, I, j- I jumped ship, dude. I was out of there. Um, and then did that, uh, worked for CRTV for a while, turned into The Blaze, then worked for a group called Free the People, parted ways with them in 2021. Uh, a hybrid of reasons, but COVID played into it. And in 2021, we packed our bags and moved to Florida. And that is that is the evolution of when the business became Florida based. Would be like twenty twenty one. Again, I, I my my I love this doing the show. What the hell just happened? I love now filming it. By the way, we want to acknowledge that. My least favorite part of all of this is looking up at that clock because sometimes how much get, time do we have? We have three minutes left. Oh, we can finish it out. Oh, for sure. Let's go. We're gonna be champs. Because to me, I want to plug, we now have, this is new. We started the radio show in January, and I'm like, I just want to do this. I love it. I get to sit down with cool people, learn stuff, have some some prep calls. I'm like, I want video stuff too. Because even if you get one nugget, like, like I'm not going to lie, man. I would I would edit that clip of you getting a little choked up. Oh, yeah. To send, just to show it. It's Anyways, authentic. All that stuff. We're not, I don't think we're going to hit healthy or not healthy. Might skip dad jokes. That's fine. But, but the video content that we have, you coming on and sharing your story, and I assume you'll come back, right? Of course. Absolutely. Maybe dive deeper into something <laughs> yes. else. Video, I think video matters, right? You've made a sure. living off of it. A ton of people do. It's not easy. What would you say is the healthiest part of being a videographer and the least healthy part of being a videographer? My phone's Boom. ringing. I always say if someone calls, I got to answer it, but I'm not answering that. I was going to say, we only got three yeah, minutes. Yeah, fire, fire through. Not even. We're down, so, we're down uh, you two. said what's the best part the of? Healthiest. healthiest oh, oh healthiest. Part of being uh, okay. hundred percent. And I think I've said this on one of your other episodes, the amount of time I get to spend with my kids. Ooh, so be, now, granted, if my business explodes, <laughs> then that, that might change. But currently where I'm at, I'm making a, a good amount of money. I am seeing and with my kids several hours a day. For some of you that don't know, I work from home in my garage, and most of my kids are home most days. So I'm with my kids a ton of time. So that's the healthiest part of my business. The least healthy side, I don't ever stop working. You never turn it off. You can't. My parents, coming from a family of entrepreneurs, and and I guess I should say this, my wife's parents were entrepreneurs. My wife gets it. She understands that, like, if a phone call comes, if you call, if if this guy calls, I'm picking up the phone. It doesn't matter uh, vacation or not. And so that Same. that's the most unhealthy thing is that when you sign up to be an entrepreneur, it's 24-7 every day, but you have flexibility in other positions of life, and it's totally there's, worth it. There's healthy and unhealthy parts of it, which, again, we could – my goodness, that could be an hour-long conversation. We could talk about – I wanted to talk about the, the least healthy thing you've seen in D.C. and the healthiest thing you saw in D.C. We can't because here we got to wrap it up. Again, the one finger held up. By the way, this is a radio show that will repurpose as a podcast, and it's totally live, right? Dude, it's, it's so live. live. <laughs> I'm winking, by the way. Trey Lowell, that's what I'm just what I'm calling yeah. now. Lowell Productions, who started filming this, and I, I appreciate you. I, I've, I've enjoyed it. Every guest that comes on loves the video content. Good. And again, whether you share it or not, to me, it's like a, a capsule in time. And you're going to keep filming. Right. If we keep paying you, of course. If, if, the, if we pay for all, if the this. checks clear, yeah, okay. of course. The checks don't. 
give me give me a month to try to yeah you know i'm i'm flexible dude thank you for sharing the story yeah i apologize that i drug it out as long but uh, i just think if i could just share with anybody and probably not many young listeners unfortunately but dude just be open to where life takes you because there's some cool rides you can end up hopping on board and had i been selfish and just stayed in jacks which would have been totally fun i would have just never gotten this opportunity and found myself in this seat that is arguably the greatest line to wrap up the show Maybe enjoy the ride too, right? Wherever life takes you, get on that ride, take it. So Trey Lowell, Lowell Productions, thanks for joining What the Health Just Happened.